1: Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Relentless Daring Podcast live on Podbean.com. Thank you all so much for t- tuning in because here we are engaged in the Relentless Daring Pursuit of Truth, Justice, and American Jackassery. i uh, got some weird things going on uh, right now. And, um, you know, I will let it be known later on what's going on with everything as it's going. But for the moment, surprises in store hello Kim hello Steve welcome into uh, the chat box here uh, glad to have you here all right so uh, for those of you who are not able to be on here live and be interacting with the uh, with the show uh, the about for today's show is New York versus anti-vaxxers um, so I was a made aware of legislation going through the New York assembly that could have some very, very scary effects for people who choose not to get vaccines because it's got the mercury and the fluoride and the blah, 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 and all this other crazy stuff as why vaccines are bad and they're going to kill you others uh, also religious groups certain vaccines because of how they are made there are certain sects of the Jewish faith that will that well they're not kosher and obviously there's other religious Groups that say we can't do this for certain whatever reasons. Uh, Kim asked the vaccines turn the frogs gay. I don't know. I would have to go with Alex Jones on that. Maybe he would know. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Someone's trying to get me into doing an Alex Jones impersonation. It's not going to work, Kim. But, yeah. Uh, anyways, I... I was, one of the shows that I listen to on the uh, on the daily, uh, yesterday they had a, a New York radio host on, and she was talking about, uh, she called it the concentration camp bill, and I was like, wait, concentration camp? And she kind of glossed over it, hit the high points of it, where in the state of new york they're trying to make it to where if you're not getting vaccinated if you're not vaccinating your children they can come in and uh well kind of like the red flag laws there's no due process and just yeah, you know what you're just going to go over here where you're not going to get anyone else sick and I, I reached out via the Twitters to uh, this person, which, by the way, this is a, a Shannon Joy. Uh, she's a talk radio host out of New York. Truth be told, I do not always agree with what she has to say. And so when so my natural Missouri tendency is to have some doubts and be skeptical. So I had reached out to her on Twitter and said, hey, um, that's really interesting. I heard you talking about this. Uh, could you send me a link? Oh, she didn't just send me a link to a story. She sent me a link to the actual bill as as it's sitting in committee right now in the uh, New York Senate. And I I know what we're all thinking. It's oh, this is coming up because of the of the uh coronavirus stuff. Scuba Steve wants to know, is there a number people can call Ivan? No, no, there's not. I don't have the uh, phone call abilities yet, so sorry, you're just going to have to deal with listening to me rant and TED talk this my way through this. But anyways, she sent me the bill and I got to reading it and, and it's pretty scary and we'll go into it here in a minute, but... You know, a lot of people think something like this pops up because, um, you know, it's an emergency and in the words of Rahm Emanuel, don't let an emergency go to waste, but it got to looking. It's actually on the website that this bill has been floating around for several years. Uh, Really, since New York began waging a a public information war against anti-vaxxers trying to paint them all as bad horrible people I know uh, last year it was starting to get pretty hot and heavy but it's been going on for a while uh, Kim says uh, she thinks Hitler tried this it didn't turn out well yeah we tried this it didn't turn out so well however this uh, the city of, or the state of New York, rather, they can rest assured that thanks to this wonderful, wonderful legal concept called stare decisis, because the Korematsu decision during World War II, where the Supreme Court said, no, 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 it's, it's perfectly legal, it is perfectly acceptable to take a group of people Whom you don't trust for XYZ reasons and put them into, um, well, we don't want to call them concentration camps. That would be bad. But you can intern them. You can um, detain them. You can put them in a segregated housing facility with other like-minded individuals who don't necessarily agree with the political code. Kind of like a gulag and that's the scary part of it um, so getting into this bill this bill is entitled wow I need to get some zoom on my eyes here oh my goodness where the heck it's in the assembly health they do assembly bill 899 this is the 2019 2020 legislative session History is repeating itself, Kim says. So sad we haven't learned. I know, right? It, it, it. Unfortunately, it's going to keep repeating itself because we either don't learn or we go, huh, I think we can do it better. Anyways, this is Assembly Bill 899. This re- quote relates to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable diseases who are potentially dangerous to the public health. This is not these people are sick and you know they've somehow gotten smallpox and we haven't had smallpox in existing in the world in fifty years. Which by the way, I've been immunized against that twice, so they cannot detain me for not being immunized. So first of all, the fact that they're giving uh, wiggle room to potentially dangerous to the public health that is that's right there alone should give, uh, give pause but then going to the, actually reading the bill introduced by M of A Perry read once and referred to the committee on health an act to amend the public health law in relation to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable diseases who are potentially dangerous to public health. And then law legally, blah, 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 blah. Let's see, Steve says, Quote, I could have sworn we had laws dealing with this. Some document was written a long time ago, protecting people's right to privacy and due process. The Constitution, was that it? Yes, 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 yes. There there is this thing called the Constitution. However, over the years, courts at many levels, to include the Supreme Court, has ruled that in the event of a public health emergency, the public good trumps, no pun intended, your rights because it's for the greater good um i was not able and you know this is on me that i haven't gone through and looked up some of these courts court rulings that says you know where you know the state wins over your rights Which that's on me but again this goes to the uh but this goes to, you know, star decisis, where it's not constitutional law. It's not looking at, okay, can they do this? Is this in line with the Constitution? It's gone from, well, someone before us said it's in line with the Constitution, so it's going to stand, which is part of the reason why I don't necessarily trust, uh, Justice Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court when it comes to Roe versus Wade because he during his confirmation hearing he lauded the principle of stare decisis and you know you just can't overturn principle you know decisions that were made it's like yeah you can Plessy versus Plessy versus Ferguson that they gave that's what gave a separate but equal am i right well Then we got Brown versus Board of Education where they ruled with uh, the Brown family and said, no, separate but equal is wrong. Of course, if you read through the decision, you will see that they made the right ruling for all of the absolutely wrong reasons, but that's neither here nor there. So, and yeah, I know, Steve, it's not what the Constitution says and... Yeah, they they, sure I understand. um. Apparently Siri is getting involved in this conversation, so I'm going to turn her off there for a second. Um, yeah, and, and I understand that you know, yes, our rights to assemble, our rights to blah 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 blah. All of these, all these rights that we have that are enshrined in the Constitution, courts in the past have decided no, this is a, States do have the right to do this. Now, I say states, the individual United States, not the federal government. That is why a state can come in and say, this is what we're doing in order to fight this. But the federal government is staying hands off, which I will give all of this that's been going on credit for making the 10th the Ninth and 10th amendments making them actually matter again especially the fact that you have people who are throwing an absolute fit that state local uh, governments and private business are making decisions we're going to close X, Y, and Z and then turn around well why isn't the government doing this well, it's because it's not the federal government's job. The The state of Missouri is responsible for the state of Missouri. The state of Missouri, because of all the issues with, uh, with logistics and shutting down things because of uh, COVID-19, they're allowing semis to run over 80,000 pounds gross weight. Like I said, that is all part of... You know, this whole concept of federalism. Not the misguided idea of federalism, or the federal government. That is where all the power comes from. No. But anyways, getting back into this bill, uh, it's absolutely scary. Let's see. The public health law is amended by adding a new section... 2120-A, to read as follows. Removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers who are or may be a danger to public health. Other orders. 1. The provisions of this section shall be utilized in the event that the governor declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of any communicable disease. Okay, so if the governor decides it, But as you read through it, it basically boils down to who the governor can say, this group of people who said for whatever reason, they choose not to vaccinate. Now keep in mind, the same people who are writing this bill who say it's my body, my decision, I can do what I want. My body—I have bodily autonomy. They're the same ones who are going look at my hypocrisy flag, because yes, it's your body, but it's not your choice because it's for the greater public good. Just gonna let that marinate for a second. The same people who say "my body, my choice." My bodily autonomy are saying if you use your body, your choice, your bodily autonomy to say, I'm not putting this flu vaccine, this hepatitis A, B, tetanus shot, COVID-19 vaccine it gets done. I'm not putting this in my body. If you say that, they can determine that, oh my gosh, there's a flu outbreak and this group of people did not get flu shots we must do something and then they decide kim says sounds like a walking contradiction on their part absolutely then that's the part that really just kind of it's it's mind-boggling so, this so then the governor, if they if he declares a an epidemic emergency because, oh my God, we've had this many people get the flu, schools are shutting down because there's so much sickness. And I'll I'll be honest, I have been in schools where the flu has gone around so bad that they have closed school because. Of the flu. So many kids are getting sick. They're like, you know what? We're going to take a couple of days off. Kind of let people get over it. So, governor determines that, okay, I'm declaring an emergency for an epidemic. And then he appoints the commissioner, of uh, who is over all of the uh, local health departments. He's going to say, hey, Bob, you are now in charge of making sure all this goes into effect. You know, make sure we're getting testing done. Make sure you're recording who all has got the flu, blah, 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 blah. And start going through the, uh, having hospitals give up those, uh, ever wonderful health records. Find out who hasn't been vaccinated. I don't have any creepy music or else I'd be playing creepy music in the background.
0: No, you look like an idiot.
1: That damn producer gets me every time. Um, so. Oh, yes. Yes. HIPAA violations. I know. But. Kim, it's for the public good. We just can't have people wandering around all willy nilly without vaccinations. And even then, you if it's a. You know, these are they have to be reported whenever they, someone has the flu. Oh, well, they got the flu, but, oh, they weren't vaccinated. That's not good. So we're going to send that information up to the state. Oh, it turns out the whole family does not vaccinate for whatever reason. They don't have a legitimate health reason to not vaccinate, such as being immunocompromised. So now, here they they, they can all potentially have the flu there is a flu epidemic so now they can go you know what mm, all y'all get in the van you're going over to that hospital over or to this makeshift hospital i don't have the flu i don't get the flu vaccine so i guess i will be in internment camp well going through this they do make exceptions for if you have a medical reason to not get a vaccination again if you're immunocompromised because you're going through cancer treatments if you're uh have an autoimmune disorder you know something like that they do make exceptions for because obviously you can't get a, you cannot medically receive a vaccination if the vaccination is just going to destroy your body because you can't fight it off But I digress. So, yeah, like I said, there's an entire group, there's an entire sect of the Jewish faith that we cannot get this vaccine because of, pardon me, because of the way it's produced. It's not kosher. We cannot put non kosher things into our body. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but congratulations. We're going to take. All of you Jewish people who can't have this vaccine, and you're going to go into this walled off community. I know it sounds like uh, sounds like Poland and you know Jewish people being put into a ghetto, but really it's it's not. We'll will let you out in eventually if you decide to bend the knee and get the shot, or until we deem the health emergency is you know is no longer an emergency well i I hope to god they don't ever they wouldn't ever declare that uh cervical cancer is uh is on the rise and well it's an epidemic and those parents who for whatever scientific religious were just kind of crazy out there with their tinfoil hats reasons to not get the uh was it the the h p v vaccine someone like me because well there's a lot of anecdotal uh evidence that it can have really really bad effects on teenagers. Well guess what your kid could be spreading it around we're taking your kid. And this is scary. That they're using this. The the worst part is is this bill is not new it was it was a it was assembly bill 680 in 2017-2018 session it was assembly bill 6891 in the 2015-2016 session this is they're they're using this op, as an opportunity to push it through because they can steve says hmm now at establishing laws that interfere with the free practice of religion. Of course the government will find a way to prove it, doesn't? Absolutely. Um. Uh, for instance, here in Missouri with all the shenanigans going on related to COVID-19, uh, Governor Parsons has issued a, an executive order limiting gatherings to no more than 10 people. With exceptions. If you are a place of business and you're trying to stay open and you have more than 10 employees, you can all come to work. And most importantly, churches. Now, if individual churches choose to stay open, that's on them. We love our church. However, we will not be attending church because of Everything that's going on, even our Bible study, uh, we chose to play it safe, and we used a uh, Zoom to set up a uh, set up a meeting, and we did our church meeting on or our Bible study online because you know we still want to you know have the fellowship, be able to discuss uh, the Bible study that we're doing, but we don't want to unnecessarily expose anyone to any potential uh infection from this virus. And especially you know, we've already had a couple cases in our area that have uh tested positive, so that's kinda scary. I'm not again, I'm in that position where I'm trying not to be uh overly worried about it, but at the same time I still want to play it safe. Let's see. Kim says Governor Evers has done the same and her church is now online. And and that's fine. That's I think that's 100% acceptable because we should be able to, you know, gather in any way. But, you know, I don't think the state needs to come in and say churches shut down. And it's just... Reading this bill is just absolutely horrifying to think that, oh, my God, in America, they can randomly choose a group of people and have them interred because, you know, they don't like X, Y and Z because of some religious belief, some individual belief that, you know, they're being poisoned by these supposed medicines. That, you know, they don't want to get, they don't want to get shot. And because you don't want to get shot, you can be interned for an indeterminate amount of time. And, you know, your kids can be taken from you. You're, you know, obviously you will lose your job if you're not there because, you know, the state of New York came in and frog marched you off to a fenced in hotel. Abandoned hotel that, and for the time being, is going to be a makeshift medical treatment facility. It's nuts. I mean, it's it's absolutely crazy. Everything that's going on. And earlier, I mentioned you know business being shut down and and oh, I have to do this. the uh talking about the wonderful united soviet republic of california uh governor gavin newsom has uh, come out and said that you know stay home do not go to work you can only leave your house you're going to medical appointments you're going to the pharmacy you're getting groceries well all this is all well and good until you start looking at the uh, second and third order effects I was talking about the last week. You know, when you do something. And then the ripple effects as a result of that choice. Um, in this case, this affects me and where I work. All the way here in Missouri. Because as you know, I do not do this podcast as a sole source of income nobody's going Steve asked if nobody's going to work how are there any places to get groceries again um, they've gone through and said oh X Y and Z places are uh, essential grocery stores uh, doctors offices pharmacies media because Every it's absolutely essential to have media personalities out there getting infected I'm just going to let that one set for a second but one of the industries and it's really big in California that's been hit is wine because right now there are no wineries excepting barrels that they can have on hand when they start pressing grapes later this summer. And, oh, that's weird. I work at a place that builds wine barrels and sends them to California. Wait. Are you saying that they are making decisions that are affecting interstate commerce? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. So now... At the plant where I work that builds wine barrels as well as whiskey barrels, I would say about one-third of the plant has now been uh, displaced and moved to other departments because, you know, the, the plant, in all of its wisdom, they're trying to keep as many people working as possible. They don't want to have to lay people off, obviously, there are people who will not be working. And that's sad, unfortunate fact of all of this. However, they're they're doing the best they can. And I'm just hoping that the state of Kentucky doesn't make a horribly, horribly status decision and start picking who can work and who cannot. Because, you know, that happens. Then they stop making whiskey barrels and then I will be uh, gainful, I will be gainfully unemployed while I'm waiting for everything to clear up. So you know that's just kind of where everything is right now, and it's it's absolute scary. You know, uh, people talk about the Patriot Act after 9 eleven. The Patriot Act didn't just happen. The Patriot Act existed for a number of years. It's just they were waiting for the right time. And I want to get a few other things after, after a quick break, and I will be right back. This is Tyler from Relentless Daring. And I am launching the brand new RelentlessDaring.com merch shop. Instead of having to go to a third-party vendor, now you can do everything right there at RelentlessDaring.com. If you want to buy merch, go to RelentlessDaring.com slash shop. And there you can get hats, you can get t-shirts, you can get hoodies, you can get coffee cups, you can get stickers. Go there today to show your love for the Relentless Daring podcast. And as always, stay relentless. I guess, why do I always do this? I have a, this huge problem of trying to come back in and forgetting that I've turned my mic down. I really need a real producer. The guy sitting over next to me is just absolutely losing my mind. Yes, I said the person next to me is losing my mind. That was not a miscue. <laughs> uh, no, there's a no- chat box going on in the during that little break uh kim was asking how steve was doing and i jumped in there said, i'm doing great drinking moonshine and just had to give her a hard time oh man but so another thing that broke and this is one of the age one of the age old things that's bothered me for well as long as i can remember and that is the question of how do you go to Washington D.C. as a thousandaire you're you have maybe six figures to your name because you've been a successful business person you have five figures to your name because you're a bartender and we can tell Steve says he can tell how I'm doing just by listening to me rant Yeet yeet. Um But anyways, people go to go to DC as a senator, as a congressman, and yeah, okay, they've got some money to their name. But then by the time they leave DC, they're millionaires. Hmm. It's odd. Well, it turns out that for a long time that if you were in Congress, you could um, use information that you got during non-public briefings to go, hmm, this looks like a really good time to go buy stock. Ooh, that doesn't look good. I might want to sell some stuff off for that particular business. And for a long time it was legal, um for but then a there was an author, a great journalist by the name uh, Peter Schweizer, who wrote a book and exposed all of this and then Congressman went, Oh my gosh, this is just absolutely awful. We can't be doing this. And so they went through and they made it illegal for about two years. And in an act of bipartisanship, a Democrat-controlled Congress gutted that bill. Then a, Dem- or then a Republican-controlled Senate proceeded to gut the bill. And then said gutted bill was signed by President Barack Obama. Now, I'm not saying that, you know laying any blame on a former president, the bill came to his desk and he determined that it was within his, it was a bill worth signing. So he approved it. But it also left it to where it was now legal for people like, you know, Senator Dianne Feinstein, uh, this, uh, and these three other senators or Congress people who went and said, oh, well, COVID-19 is going to do a complete and total number on the economy. We might want to sell our stocks. Now, one of them, uh, Senator Loeffler, I will give her credit that she actually has some paperwork that shows that She did not make the decision to sell her stocks. She, uh, the hidden amendment, Congress shall make no law that has actual repercussions for members of Congress. Ah, yes. I believe that's uh, written in invisible ink on the back of the Constitution. Um, It's attached to the good and plenty clause. Also written in invisible ink. Yeah, you squirt some lemon juice on it. Hit with a ha- hair dryer. It's, it's it's complicated. If you want to know how it works, just go watch um, National Treasure. The, the Nicolas Cage movie. It's a very educational. Great documentary. But uh, with Senator Lawford, she actually has documentation. It kind of shows that this is a decision that was made out of, out of her, her hands. And then... Yeah, it did, did, Kim says, actually, I think it extends to elitists in general. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the better politically connected you are, the less likely you are to face any sort of consequences. Unless you're politically connected, but, you know, to the wrong uh, political side of the spectrum. But, um, you know, it leaves room... With all this that if a a business is getting ready to have an IPO, an initial public offering, and they, they go to Congress and they go to their congressman who maybe they're working on a bill that could have negative repercussions for this business. And they say, hey, we're getting ready to go public with our stock options. The, the thing is, this bill you're working on, oh, man. It, w- it would just do some horrible, horrible things to our business. But, you know, if, if you were to vote against it, you know, I could sell you some uh, pre-IPO stocks for, you know, well under budget, or for well under value. And so, okay, they go to a, they go to vote in the committee and they kill the they vote to kill the bill. And so they buy a they buy a bunch of stocks for a couple grand. Then it gets their IPO and the stocks the two thousand dollars worth of stock now suddenly becomes a million dollars worth of stock. So they just took a bribe of what, $998,000 to kill a bill? But no, 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 it, it's not a bribe. You're, you're right, if I took $998,000 in a shoebox and said, here you go, that's a bribe. But offering them a really good deal? It's not a bribe. It's also confusing in whatever congressional legalese they choose to use. But so, then you have someone like Diane Feinstein. Well, Diane Feinstein. Well, my stocks are in a blind trust, which, which was accurate. Her, all of her stocks are in a blind trust. I'm sure being managed quite wonderfully by her driver, the spy from China. However, the problem is when she. Her husband sells off his stocks and, you know, his stocks aren't in a blind trust. And, huh, the stocks they sells off are going to be directly affected by, you know, whatever they were briefed on in that secret meeting. That just seems a little odd. I mean... Apparently, uh this isn't the first time uh she has played fast and loose with uh these kind of laws and about using uh using insider information to kinda you know, pad your accounts. Anyways, I'm reading this article here. Name getting the most attention center, Richard Burr of North Carolina, whose committee was getting daily briefs on the threat of the new coronavirus. Is Diane Feinstein secretly an older Green Hornet? Uh, no, because the Green Hornet actually had some principles and values. And I'm pretty sure that Cato was not a spy. He just happened to be Chinese. It was pure coincidence. I know. I know. It's it's hard, hard to believe that there can actually be coincidences in this world. There's people who don't believe it, but... Cato was not a spy and he is not the driver for diane feinstein sorry i hate to kill i hate to kill your little conspiracy theory there kim but we're gonna leave the greenhorn out of this besides his car was awesome you do uh four u.s senators reportedly sold off a combined millions of dollars in stock prior to the market crash from the coronavirus pandemic According to multiple independent reports, the name gained most attention to Senator Richard Byrd, uh, chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee, who dumped more than $1 million of stock after reassuring public about officials' response to what's now the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, the sell-off by the Republican senator from North Carolina came around the time he and the committee were getting daily briefs on the threat of the new virus, news outlets reported. According to ProPublica, oh, yes, good old ProPublica. They're they're as accurate in their reporting as, say, Media Miramadons. I mean, Media Matters. I'm sorry. I don't know where that came from. Ah, a bunch of troglodytes over there. According to ProPublica, in more than 30 different transactions, Burr, dumped between $628,000 and $1.72 million of his holdings on February 13th, a significant percentage of his stocks. The stock market started a sharp downturn about a week after his unloading, and Wall Street has lost many gains it earned during Trump presidency. Yada yeah yeah blah blah blah. NPR also reported on Thursday that in a second recording it obtained last month, Burr had warned a small group of well-connected constituents weeks ago of the financial and other effects of COVID-19. Which, you know, to his credit, I'm going to kind of play devil's advocate to this article. It is also very well, man, Tyler, who knew you had such an extensive vocabulary? I know, I just, I found a thesaurus one day, and I started reading it, and I came up with, I started learning all these different similes, and, you know, words that mean other things it's great they can you know use a replacement of something else it's great i know i know letting it sink in that i did that on purpose because being facetious is fun but um but anyways to play devil's advocate he could have also been, you know, being a pragmatist and saying, Hey, I don't know what the effects are going to be, but they could not be as good as what as what we're saying is part of the party line. Facetious? Oh, my God. Facetious? You? No way. I know, it's a lot like um, when the inspector walks into the... Uh, the casino on Casablanca and says, I am shocked to find gambling here, here in Casablanca. Shocked, I say. And then here comes the, you know, the doorman, hands the inspector his, you know, you're winning, sir. Oh, thank you. And he walks off and leaving a rather confused Humphrey Bogart. But, you know it's possible he could have you know been hedging his bets you know inside, you know friends and donors are like come on is it possible this could have negative effects mm, yeah you, you you never know with these things i mean look what's going on in china you know apple's shutting down plants and all this i mean he like i said he he could have been you know talking up one way and then private saying saying what he actually felt, which none of us has ever done that before. (laughs) Uh, Burr said on Twitter, Thursday, Americans were already warned about the effects of the virus when he made his speech to North Carolina State Society. Quote, The message I shared with my constituents is the one public health officials urged all of us to heed as coronavirus spread increased, Burr wrote. Quote, Be prepared. Burr's out tweets before reports of his stock sales. A spokesperson for the senator said in a statement that Burr, quote, has been deeply concerned by the steep and sudden toll this pandemic is taking on our economy, end quote, and supports congressional efforts to help the economy. The spokesperson declined to be identified in order to share the senator's thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Separate statement, Burr said he quote, relied solely on public news reports to guide my decision regarding the sale of stocks on February 13th. I closely follow CNBC's daily health and science reporting out of its Asia bureaus at the time. Understanding the assumptions many could make in hindsight, however, I spoke this morning with the chairman of the Senate Ethics Committee and asked him to open a complete review of the matter with full transparency, end quote. And it goes on talks about uh, Senator Kelly Law for Republican Georgia, new senator who is up for re-election this year. Saw off hundreds thousands of dollars worth of stock late January as centers began to get briefings on the virus. The Daily Beast... <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I'm going to try to get through this. The Daily Beast reports... <clears throat> man. <clears throat> man, a strike off. Man, maybe I've got the Rona. Who knows? The Daily Beast reports Loeffler and her husband sold stock on January 24th, the same day the Senate Health Committee received a briefing on the coronavirus from the Director of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and Dr. Anthony Fauci, Director of the National Institutes of Health. Loeffler tweeted about the briefing the same day, saying she appreciated the briefing. Not going to read the tweet. Kim, wouldn't it help the economy to keep your stocks instead of selling them? One would think at least when you know the uh, when the AI that helps control a lot of the buying and selling of stocks when it doesn't see 1.72 million dollars worth of stock, stocks getting sold it's not going to cause all of the systems to go on a selling spree and start causing uh, points to lose or points to drop Steve says, yeah, but it hurts their wallet. That's the only thing that's important. Well, if... if yeah, because they obviously don't want to, you know, write out the tough times and have $1 million worth of stock turn to zero, if, especially if the business collapses. And... Ah. And, and I understand going holy crap this is going to be bad I'm selling my I'm taking my money out of the stock market it's just one of those things that <sighs> to to quote one Doc Thompson I certainly understand it but I don't condone it and I'll say the thing about uh, with Lawler. she like I said she has the paperwork to show that this is a decision that was made by managers and it could actually be purely coincidental that you know the day they started getting briefings was the day this stuff started selling because you have to look when her stuff when all her stuff was selling it was still what 2 3 weeks almost before the stock econ- stock market started going down so there's enough of a window there enough of a gap to show that you know yeah i don't think she was doing this because it was it was so far out in front that uh that what they were being told in january may have been something completely different than what they're being told you know just three weeks later because as this uh, virus outbreak has been going on we have learned so much more like we've learned that there's a uh, a malaria drug that's been around for 40 years that seems to have a really good effect on people suffering from severe cases of infection now grant if you Do get the Rona. You're probably going to get told, stay home, get plenty of rest, drink lots of fluids. Kind of like you would be told if you had a severe case of the flu, but, you know, weren't hospitalized for it. Kim says, I'm on it, and I am concerned of the shortages. Well, fortunately, uh, I think Israel, I saw a report, is going to be sending like six million tablets over to us, and this is a problem where you know when you have the majority of your medical logistics come from China who is having a having a bit of a snip fit over the fact that Donald Trump keeps calling this the Wuhan virus, the China virus, the Chinese coronavirus. And they're threatening to withhold medical supplies to include drugs from us. That's a bit of a problem. And then you're also going to deal with people who are like, who have mild cases, trying to get doctors to give this malaria drug to them. And again, you're going to get they're they have a mild case and it's not going to do them a lot of good it you know the uh, the old uh, axiom about killing a mosquito with a cannon i am not going to give medical advice because i'm not a doctor however again as i said earlier if you have a mild case of coronavirus infection If you're not exhibiting symptoms such as, I don't know, pneumonia, difficulty breathing. If you have a cough, running a fever, headache. You're probably going to get told to treat it the same way you would with a mild case of the flu. Go home. Plenty of rest. Plenty of fluids. Not a whole lot to go with there. But... Anyways, all this stuff is changing rapidly, and I'm not even getting to the other two. I already talked about Diane Feinstein's husband. I don't even know who this fourth person is, just because means about that much to me. But anyways, again, that's probably going to... Nah, eh, no, that is going to do it for the show. Uh, tonight's show has been sponsored by the... Good, good friend of mine, Zach Norman, down at Cedar Hill Woodworking. You know, Cedar Hill Woodworking, they do custom woodworking. They uh, make dice towers for all your Dungeons & Dragons games. He does the custom laser etching on the outside of them. Uh, it's great designs. Uh, he does 3D printing for, uh, for tabletop games like the Dungeons & Dragons, the Warhammer 40,000, that kind of stuff. He makes uh, makes paint stands out of wood that you can you know, put all your model paints in. Amazing work. Uh, if you go to Etsy.com and search Cedar Hill Woodworking, all one word, check out his stuff there. It's absolutely great. And also, don't forget to check out the Relentless Daring merch shop. That is com slash shop. Go there and check out uh, the, the cool sh- stuff we have there do i do i just said i'm not giving out any kind of medical advice pete um i would keep that one to yourself maybe share it with your doctor and any partners you're with but um anyways awesome thank you guys so much for showing up coming out having a good time with me this has been great um again if you want to help support the show again Go to com slash shop and you can, you know, get hats, t-shirts, coffee cups, stuff like that. And also you can go to Patreon.com slash RelentlessDaring1 and sign up to become a patron there. Everything goes back into the show. Hopefully making it better for you. Hopefully making it better for me. Either or. Preferably better for you. Go out there. Go out and just become a patron. Help support the show. Everything I'm doing is because you all make it make me want to do it. It's it's the only way I can give back to you is just to keep doing this. Thank you so very much, and as always, stay relentless.